When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft, but the minute can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lord Mary Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. All right, I have a realization at this very moment. One of my uh, one of my headset broken. headset broken. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me at all. Why? Well, because it's not. I mean, it's not a, a nice headset. But at some fine. point, it's, it's, it's functional. Right. Not now. So one of the earbuds not working. Gone. Uh, take that out. Yeah, that's that fine. doesn't work. You want to use mine? No, I have another pair in there. All right, RJ, he's got another pair in his little uh, cubby. Yeah, RJ, can you do me a favor? I didn't, you know, because I am such a nice guy. I brought Ray a bagel today. Didn't bring RJ. Good. RJ feels like he's had too many calories lately. Oh, he's more of a. He likes the banana. So yeah, I think I, RJ, which is I also a, brought in today. I know, and we all appreciate it. I think RJ is a a person that likes to have fun. No, he loves to have fun, but I think he's very regimented. Very. And he likes to get into a routine, and his routine doesn't necessarily need to have a bagel in it every day. I understand. Because we, we got the full explanation of where he's at physically yesterday. He's kind of on the – there's too many levels to get to the six-pack abs, and he's not willing to take that challenge on. All right. New headphones going in, much better. Nice. Good. Much, much better. All right. Now now I'm back. All right. You're back. Let's now go. I'm back. All right. So Knicks, baby. I, we, we, got, we got the Knicks. We got Stump Rothenberg today. Oh, yeah. Or maybe we'll do the feud. No, we're not doing the no. feud. No, the feud will fit in on a Monday or a Friday. The I, feud is not replacing Stump Stump Wednesday. No. I, I love the feud. I, I We all love the feud, but no. we don't love it more than Stump Rothenberg. Fine. So we'll do Stump Rothenberg 745 today? 745. Okay. Yeah. We, we got stuff you missed 915 today? Yep. We got, we got three stars 953 today? Yep. I mean, it's all happening today? 8 o'clock station ID? Station ID, 8 o'clock, yep. Uh, we have Sebastian Maniscalco tickets to give away today. He's Ooh. He's very funny. Have you watched his new show like I asked you to watch? Uh, I heard it was awful. No, it's good. I had three people told me like, no, I'm telling you, Bookie. I haven't finished the season. I think I went four episodes. It's good. Quick too. It's quick. You'll fly right through it. I have terrible news. What? Uh, we don't have tickets to give away. <laughs> we have. Well, okay. In my defense, there's a promo in the six o'clock hour. Yeah, but it does. It's not on the rundown. Well, wouldn't you assume that if there's no. a promo f- for for the show that there would be tickets coming later? Is that's the way it usually works? I assume nothing. So I can I can clarify. They're Come on, can you ever take my side? <laughs> when we have a promo for an event, do we not usually give out tickets to that event? Usually, but it's labeled promo. Right. I thought that. We also have a Superbox promo that we usually do. And yeah. then later in the show, we give away Superboxes. So here's what I needed you to do. That didn't happen. Two sheets of reads. Needed to flip to page two. See, there's no payoff. It's just a promo. He has added. We're giving him a free, a third one now. A, a fifth night. In his stay at the Garden next year. This year, I guess. Next later, year? Later this year. We're giving year. out tickets for 25? Maybe. No, now it's this year. Maybe. Okay. Never know. You never know. I mean, so, the first tickets we gave were like nine months out. Well, if your goal is to listen to the show and get free Sebastian Maniscalco tickets, that's not happening. Not today. It's not. <laughs> no, that's not but happening. there is a, is but, a promo. But two promos. Oh. In addition to what we're doing wow. now. Yeah. But as far as I can tell, one, two, Super box bonanza giveaways. I love it. Yeah. So that'll happen. And this is the last week. You got today, tomorrow, Friday, done. That's it. That's it. Um, boy, I gotta tell you, man. I I, I mean Knicks are fun to it, watch. No, stop it. If if <laughs> if you are if you are not like losing your mind over the Knicks and calling the show over the Knicks and your mindset is, uh, you know what? 
I'll wait till we get to April in the postseason. You're missing out on what is a very special time to the be Knicks a Knicks fan. Great. I love watching this team. You know what, Raymond? Okay. It's very true, though. It is very true. It applies. That's a timely... You could hear that tomorrow. There's a strong chance you hear that tomorrow in the Open. Great. One of the many things you do well. well why, why is the Open always like, let's just destroy Dave? No, it's not. It's, it's, it, it always is. Because there's a it, million it, Dave drops. You know what it is? We'll take one shot at Dave, one shot at Rick, one shot at Ray, one shot at RJ, and then we'll just... <laughs> all over Dave. <laughs> the rest of it is just all over Dave. <laughs> Because it's, it's, nice. it's more fun. That's why we all want to see you naked on the billboard. Like, hey, would we look at RJ naked? Yeah. Ray, yeah. Me, yeah. You, no, no. We're all excited about that. I, I don't know. Understand. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy yeah, who but comes intrig- here. And- you, you were more intriguing. The, the four of us, most intriguing, Dave Rothenberg. It, really? Yeah. They, I mean, that's just the truth. RJ, you agree with that? Four of us, most intriguing is is me? Is that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm not, I don't even... I mean, Rick was a professional athlete, so he's... Obviously intriguing for different reasons, but just based on personality, character traits, yeah, you by far. Really? Yeah. Raymond, do you agree with that? Most intriguing on the show is me? Yeah, you know what? I think that's right for the reasons RJ stated. There, You have many, many layers to you that a little more is peeled back every day. But it remains. But I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. I tell you guys everything. No. I don't understand how. how I'm, not, I'm not hiding anything. I, I tell you everything. I tell you stories of, of when I've gone crazy and lost my mind and left the house and ruined things. And I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. Well, no, I think you, that's you, the point. Though. Yeah. You, you, I think you, there's a level of surprise. Exactly. That someone you, as crazy. I mean, as you've described yourself, is able to function as a as well as you do. You don't hide anything. No. And, no. and yet, it still feels like we find out things as we go that that are, that are just like compelling. People want to know more, and it, and and it's not because you hide it. It's just, it's just like you just have so many layers. Like I said, it's it's that you're so honest. We were standing in a circle yesterday after the show. Somebody was mid sentence. You said, "All right, I need to go," and walked out. Oh, and then and then of course, and then left me again. Yeah, I, I left him. <laughs> well, I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why I have to go to the bathroom. We're I'm next do- to each other. I'm done. He's still going, and now it's like, okay, now I have to wait for him to take an elevator down four flights. I'll tell you what, what it makes no sense. I want to spend more time with you. I'm going to yeah. tell you what I'm going to do next time. Yeah, I'm going to pee in the same urinal. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for you to go in first, yeah. and then I'm going to stand next to you at the same urinal so you can't leave. I, I, I'll tell you what. You pee next to me in the same urinal, yep. I will turn and urinate all over your pants. <laughs> <laughs> urinate all over I'm your not pants. even kidding. He announced it. As he as he zipped up, he goes, okay, I'm taking the elevator down. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. It, it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Even Brownshire, who was in there not even to pee, just to hang out. Right. In the bathroom. Wait, he went in to hang out? He didn't pee. He just hung out. That's weird, no? I said, hey, you beautiful shacket, and he came in and he, he joined us in the bathroom. Even he thought it was weird. Yeah, no, I know he did. And then I said, do you want me to wait? And you guys were like, no, just go no, ahead. No, because we know what you wanted to do. I wanted to leave. Yeah, right. I, I'd spent my time here, and I wanted to leave, <laughs> and I was done. Is that a reflection on you? It I is. Spent, I spent four plus hours Doesn't matter. every day. I have to take, I have to, my computer just shut yeah, off. Oh, no, John, John, you'll stay for 45 minutes. If we were having a productive conversation, I would have stayed. I was having a very nice conversation. I don't conversation, need urinal talk with you. Why? It's a nice time to talk. It makes no sense. And I know everybody agrees with you, so so whatever. All right, can we get to the Knicks for God's sakes? 1-800-919-3776. I will say this. If you're a fan of the Knicks, and a, you're not completely taken with this team, you suck. And if you don't call the show, you suck even more. I'll co-sign that. Yeah. I mean, call, I mean, call the show for God's sake. Call the show. Let's enjoy the moment. It's, enjoy it's, this. It's the hottest team in the NBA. I mean, Devin Gen- we talk about is Brunson a star? Is Randall a star? Is Robinson a star? Is this guy a star? DiVincenzo might be a star right before our eyes. Guy's unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what the amazing part with this team is Josh Hart triple double. Right. His first triple double. Even, dude, even Precious giving you great minutes. Jericho Sims giving you good minutes. Like, it, it's it's funny because all these teams, whatever team I was was on, when you when you start dealing with injuries, especially to you know to important players, you get the coach come in. Come on, boys, next man up. And a lot of the time, the next man up is not. There's a reason why he's the next yeah, man up because he's slop. not great. Yeah, it's not good. So yeah, I mean, guys are getting opportunities now. And if you read some of the stuff, um, you know, coach for Utah talking about how important, like going through the tape of this Knicks team, how important Hartenstein has been mm-hmm. for this team. Like guys getting opportunities now have stepped in and played. Unbelievable basketball. Like, Mitch goes down, we're like, oh, no, again, he got hurt, he's playing. I mean, this is, like, he's in the conversation right now for defensive player of the year. And, and to his credit, Isaiah Hartenstein's like, listen, I've never been given this opportunity. I want to show you what I'm capable of doing. And he's run with it. Steps right in. DiVincenzo, all of a sudden now, having the ability to go out there and, like, 
get all these attempts. I mean, we got? know DiVincenzo is like, you know, 15 minutes off the bench, Golden State, right. nice, nice player, adds, adds, you know, legitimate piece, good defender, athletic. Great shooter. Right. But we, I didn't know this. Not like this. You, well, know, you see the chemistry with him and Brunson. Oh, it's it's special. Right. I mean, Brunson's awesome. I mean, last night, first half, very quiet, second Eight half points. goes crazy, right? They tried to get him in the third. He missed a couple shots late. But boy, oh boy. I mean, think about this. From the start of the season, you got no Mitchell Robinson, you got no Julius Randle, no. and no you OG. have no OG, and you're still rolling along? Not only are you rolling, dude. So, I mean, that is, that's 14-2 and two in January. And before that game last night, they were allowing in January 99.9 points a game, which is unheard of right, right. now. They're not only beating teams. They have 10 wins this month by 50 or more points. They're bludgeoning teams. Yeah, like bludgeoning. Yeah, no, I I understand. I, I saw a great. And this stat. is a and this was a back to back against the team that got embarrassed the night before by Brooklyn. Right, and not a great like a middling team, a fine team, some talent. One thing they do, they score. Utah scores a lot of points, and the Knicks took them completely out of their game last night. The Knicks defensively, they do not get nearly as much love as they should get. Well, because they weren't this team defensively until they made that trade. You ready for this? Yep. this? This is this is a nugget. I, I think you know it because you're 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 better with these Hold nuggets. On, let's than see. Me. Let me let me look at my nuggets. Okay, just this, to check if I got the nugget. This is RJ. This is gonna this is gonna change your life. All right. This is this is a nugget. This is a nugget you're gonna hear today, and you're gonna say, you know what? I'm bringing this to the water cooler at work today. You ready? I'm ready. The Knicks allowed 124.8 points per game in December. They've allowed 100.1 points per game in January. That's the largest drop in points per game allowed, 24.7, from one month to the next in NBA history. Seven points a game ahead of the next biggest drop, the Spurs, in 1987. That's nice. That's a nugget. Did you have that nugget? I did have that nugget. Yeah, of course you did. I also have this nugget. So the Knicks in January gave up uh, 110 or more points. How many times? The entire month. (sighs) Twice. Once. Once. There were 28 NBA teams in the month of January that allowed 110 or more in a game at least seven. Well, the game has changed, right? One time. It it used to be that you could win a game 93-87. That does not exist anymore. Now you win games 137-123. But this team, defensively, because everybody tries defensively. Yeah, the effort. I mean, you can see the effort. Absolutely. And they make it hard to get to the rim, and they actually move to cut you off as you're trying to get to the basket. And they they block shots. I, you probably remember this. You watched the whole game, right, all the way through. Yeah. So there, I mean, me, and actually, I was sitting there thinking to myself, why are all these guys in the game? <laughs> You're up by twenty Still, with, yeah. with three minutes, and then that's how Randall got hurt with four minutes left in a, in a blowout game. I was like, why are all these teams in the game? But there was maybe I don't know, maybe two minutes left, and um, Utah goes up for a three, and Brunson blocks it. Yeah. That's not necessary. No, but that it speaks to it speaks to the culture that they're trying to create. It speaks to Jalen Brunson and the player that he is, and right. why I mean, why this could go down as one of the you know greatest free agent signings in in the history of of the Knicks. Maybe I mean in New York in general, with how good he's been. Like you're seeing him turn himself like right before your eyes into into a guy a that star. Should, should absolutely be in the MVP. He's, he's a star. Right I don't I mean I don't know if you consider him and I don't mean you like the, the fans consider him to be a superstar what that actually entails. If he's not a superstar, he's a star player. Dude, he's he a eight, phenomenal player. He had 8 points and 6 assists in the first half. 8. Finishes the game with 29. Right. 29 and 9. Yeah. He's I mean he's sensational. He's sensational. And he sets the tone for the team. And then you got other guys that do Dallas made a big mistake. Uh, big mistake. Big mistake. Right, but I mean, fortunately for us. And what the hell is Colin Sexton doing? What do you? I mean, what are you nuts? What, blabbing away. Yeah. What are you nuts? Like this was. You just got embarrassed in Brooklyn. You got a team coming off a back to back. They got no Julius. They got no OG. And you want to poke the bear? Well, it makes no sense. What, mean, are you, what, are you, dumb. what are you doing? It's dumb. And then he's he's awful. And especially at Madison Square Garden now, which has actually become a home court advantage for us. But you don't want to mess around at the Garden. I love it. I mean. Ugh. It, it's probably one of the hardest places to play in all the NBA. And I think this is what puts you in a tough spot, though, if you're Leon Rose, because every move he's made so far has been. I the still right think move. you got to be patient. I know you got to be patient, but I'm saying like there would be for me. Just watch, like you can see, you can see the chemistry, right? There are plenty of teams you watch. Like, sure, yeah, that this the way these pieces fit, the immediate impact that these moves have had, like they they targeting a certain kind of player. Boom, they make the move, like. We mentioned, I got Ray, like, let Precious Cook. He was a throw-in. 
right. in this deal. Well, I, I mean, it was more they got a guy named Precious, <laughs> and it was like, oh, they've acquired another legitimate player, right? And this guy's giving you like this guy's giving you solid, solid, well, good, good around the rim. No, I mean he's a good player, Hartenstein, good player. Like these are signings. Like they they signed. So I'm, what I'm saying is, I don't want to I don't want to mess with the chemistry. I understand, but if you're talking about, it's fair, but. If you trade Quentin Grimes and picks, no, is no, that I messing with the chemistry? No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying no because I think that that probably be something that they consider doing. I'm just the player you're bringing in, right? The identity, okay, I the, the identity, the chemistry of this team is right. You now don't want perfect. to bring in a, an X factor. Like I was listening to Frank Isola yes. yesterday, and they said big move. They mentioned Mikel Bridges and what you'd have to give up, and he said he, he thinks the guy that they're more targeting is Carl Anthony Towns. And I don't know if that to add him to this team or no. trade a big piece off of this team to get him next this offseason. right? But like Randall goes or it's Grimes really, and McBride really and, and one. Like I just wonder. Yeah, well, I would if you I could coexist with with Carlantini Towns and Julius Randall. I I don't think he really. I wasn't paying that close of attention, but that's the name right. he mentioned. I just don't know. Like that would be one of the players I look at. Like does he like he's already tried it with Tibbs? Didn't really work. Right. No, you have to be very careful. But here's the thing. If I tell you Leon Rose, you, I imagine you say to me, I trust him. You have to trust him now. Yeah, I think you have to trust him, yeah. but I mean, you've also already seen it. And you also want to understand what this team is now. And but, how hard but maybe a player and, that's, I don't want to say difficult, they're just like on that outside, comes to this team, which is so closely knit, and and kind of formats his game see, after that. No, it doesn't happen? Well, no, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, it's, it's the whole thing. Like, you know. Maybe he buys in because everyone buys in. Right, but who's, I mean... What team in the NBA exemplifies what the Knicks are trying to become? I say it all the time. Miami. Right. Who's who's the head of the snake in Miami? Riley. No. Well, yeah, Riley, Spolstra, but the players, Jimmy oh, Butler. Oh, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Right. How did it go between Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns? Pretty good? No. No, to the point where, where Jimmy Butler went in, played with, the, played with the second team, and destroyed the first team, and pretty much called them soft the entire time. Right. And Carl Anthony Towns was on that... First team. Uh, I understand. So does that fit? What I'm saying is, does that fit with I, what you're trying to do? I don't know. I'm at the point where I'm going to probably trust Leon Rose. Right. If Leon Rose says, I believe this works, I mean, every move he's made has fit like a glove. No, I understand that. I think basketball-wise, it makes sense. Right. Like, it's a currently Towns is a Terrific great player. Terrific player. Spread the floor, can shoot threes, all yep. that stuff. I'm just saying as far I, as... The dynamic. Yeah. I, I get it. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Another dominant performance for the Knicks, and they win it tonight here on the Garden Floor, 118-103 over the Utah Jazz. And you're not just beating teams, dude. You get 10 wins of 15 or more points this month. 10 of the last 12 games, they've had 20-plus points lead at some point there. They come to work every single night. Take a guess who's the three right now. I believe the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are 31-17 and 17 in the three seed. Hello! 
DiPietro and Rothenberg. If you're a fan of the Knicks, A, you're not completely taken with this team. You suck. suck. And if you don't call the show, you suck even more. On 98.7 ESPN. DNR with you, big 7 o'clock hour. You got the big open tomorrow morning. I do, yeah. Have you guys started working on it yet? No. I mean, let, let's be honest now. The script for the open on Thursdays is, um, let's hear some stupid soundbite from everybody on the show, and then let's just pile on and destroy Dave. No, wrong. That, yeah, that's exactly no, what wrong. it's become. We've had an RJ end to the open. We've had a Raymond end to the open. We've had a show end to the open. We've had singing. I gotta Listen, I use what I have. And for the most part, when you go through the sound page, it's 87% you, <laughs> at least. Really? Pages and pages and pages. The problem is that we don't remember, so we try to use new stuff. Right. And to go all the way back and start bringing it, and then I'll hear stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I should have used that. How much time? So plethora. the open's like two-ish minutes? like Two-ish, yeah. Okay. How much time would you say you spend on the open preparing for it? Uh, what would you say, Raymond? Between the two days, probably like at least at least half hour? At yeah, least. that seems about right. Yeah. That's so, so 15 minutes per minute? Uh, probably, yeah. Good. It's a good ratio. Well, we have to come up with a theme. The problem is I can't just I can't just load the back end with just drops. It's got there's got to be a theme. Right. It's very nice. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Knicks are very nice, and the Knicks have won. What are we now here? Uh, one, two, three, four, eight. five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Eight in a row. You are the three seed in the Eastern Conference. You have five consecutive home games now moving forward. You feel like a million bucks. The Garden is a, a terrifying place for the opposition at this point. It, I mean, Julius Randle injury, OG, I don't think it's going to be much of an injury. I can't imagine he's going to miss a lot of time. Outside of the Julius injury, which is a legitimate injury, I mean, there's not one negative thing to say about this club right now. Right now, no. no I don't know what you would say negative at this point. You love the coach. You love, love the, the camaraderie. You love that they play defense. Love the effort. Chemistry, all of it. So here's their upcoming schedule. Um... Thursday, they host Indiana. They got the Lakers. Saturday, they host the Lakers. Then it's Memphis at the Garden, which absolutely should be a win. Dallas at the Garden. And then Indiana at the Garden again. Some good games coming up. For the Knicks? You have to go to one of those. You want to go to one of those games, maybe? Mm, No. What would you want to go to? Uh, There's a couple. I'd like to see the Indiana game. One of those. Dallas, see So what's February 10th is a Saturday. I would say we go to that, but I don't think we'll get commitment. The night before the Super Bowl? Who are they playing? Indiana. Indiana. Raymond will be there. That's big playoff weekend for uh, big hockey playoffs. Tenth. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Big hockey playoffs. So, we, I mean, we do have a five-game window here. Yeah, I mean, all good games, too. Indiana, good. Lakers, great. Me- Memphis, not great. Um, Memphis, not great. I-, I would probably lean towards the two Indiana, the Lakers, and Dallas. Dallas, great. When's February the 8th? That's Thursday? It's Raymond's birthday, yeah. That's correct. Right. Um, Can we get Raymond on the Jumbotron that night? You think? I don't know how we would go about doing that. I would love to do that. Just so they could re- people at MSG could recognize all the hard work he puts in. Yeah. It would say, like, happy 40th birthday to Nick's producer, Nick's Rangers ex- producer extraordinaire, Raymond Santiago. Very single. I bet, you, um, I bet you Kenny Albert could probably facilitate something like that. And Raymond and Kenny are tight. Do you want me to text Kenny? Get, text him right now. Well, give him some time. He's probably up. He's probably probably, but you don't something. know what he what did he do last night. I'm sure he did a game last night. I, I think it's safe to assume that every night he's doing something. So let's give him a little bit of time. All right, but I will text him before the show is over and try to get the ball rolling. I think that would be great. I think it would be very nice as well. What What do you say next Thursday, February the eighth, Dallas? You can see Kyrie, Ooh. Luca. It's a Thursday. Ooh. RJ, you in? If if Rick is if you get Rick, I'm in. Wow, it always swings to me because you're you're, always, unre- you're very unreliable. Always ends up on me. You're very unreliable. Always unbelievable. Well, so it's out there. Okay. So we have the we have the breakfast on Wednesday. No, we're not doing the breakfast. Why? Because Raymond needs to sleep. Raymond, do you not? Do you he, actively not want to do a birthday celebration breakfast? How about this, Raymond? How about this? Cassie actually said she wants to make you a birthday cake. Oh my goodness. How about I bring the birthday cake into the studio, we celebrate it, and then potentially see you again on Thursday. So, at the So a birthday breakfast cake. Yes, but a it will be a breakfast cake? 
Well, I mean, it like was, a banana bread? No, it could be a banana like bread. A, like a coffee roll cake? You know, it would be a nice. Tell you right now, what? nice cake to eat for breakfast. Cup of tea or coffee, carrot cake. I do like Cassie. Got to be moist. Oh, does she make a moist cake? Oh, yeah, I'd like that. Mention my wife and moist. There's yes, it is delicious. Um, Cream cheese frosting. Sounds. <laughs> what are you I'm just telling you, it's the best carrot cake you ever eat in your life. So, Raymond, would you prefer a homemade cake to going out to breakfast with your with Listen, your friends? I'm, I am okay with going out to breakfast. I, I didn't say don't do that. I'm just saying be. I don't mindful. want okay. I'm be mindful that there is a game to worry about later. So That's if, all. if we go if we go breakfast ten to eleven thirty, ten ten we, to eleven thirty, we, we probably would be okay. Okay, so let's do that. You may be pushing it though. I feel like if we're at breakfast, he's only the only thing he's thinking about is I should be at home sleeping right now. Are we going to get a high-level version of you, Ray? No, you'll get high-level. Yeah, I think we go. Right. You know what it is? He, you don't want to go. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you're putting me in like two hours of traffic, at least. Uh, you know, I, I give up. No, I'll uh, sacrifice. Uh, Some of uh, sacrifice uh, On friends. the table, I'm extending the breakfast next Wednesday, the Knicks game next Thursday. What you guys now snap up and choose to accept is up to you. There's nothing more I can do I think do that's now. fair. It's fair. There's nothing more I can All do. All right. You've uh, done your part. All right. Let's go back to these Knicks callers. Tom and Oldbridge. Hi, Tom. You're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning, guys. How are we doing? Good. Good. So, yeah, real quick, obviously the Knicks are off to a great start. This month has been insane. Uh, but obviously I think you have to go. I think Mike was one of the callers that said you got to trade Mitchell Robinson. I think the final piece, the puzzle, get a good swing man. Different NBA, right? You know, you got to be able to guard one through five. That's why Josh Hart is so valuable on this team right now. Also, Rick, you got a lot of birthdays to celebrate in February, so break out that uh, that uh, wallet there as well, too. But thanks for the call, guys. Listen to you guys every morning, and uh, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, you, I mean, honestly, Rick Rick has a, a wallet filled. No, I don't. I mean, it's it filled it with cash. does not. He doesn't know what to do with all of them. Yeah, right. Do you ever just walk like my like, wife does? Elevator opens up. You're like, excuse me, sir. Would you like a $20 bill? No. Here you go. No. My wife might. I just, because she's the one that's spending you all don't of do that. that. Yeah, when I tip people, yeah. Well, no, no, I'm t- but just not. I just randomly walk up to people and say, here's 20 like bucks. Like you see, you see Ray Dean hand today, like, Raymond, $50. Here no, I give him a big hug, uh-huh. and that's it. I pay with affection. Oh. I'm a big-time hugger. I think he'd probably prefer the money. I give great hugs. Are you a good hugger? RJ, how would you how would you rate my hug? I got to tell you, it's, I made, I kissed Brownshirt at the Mets game. Oh, uh, I know. That was very nice. It's all-encompassing. You want one right he, now? He covers the points. I do. It's an all- it's an he's, all- a great, he's a great hugger? It's it's very very firm. Like, it's firm. Is it is it too hard? Uh, is there such thing? Yeah, it's it's filled with love and joy. You get the you feel all of me. Really? Yes. See, I'm, I think it could be too much. No. Try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to hug you. Why? Because I don't want to. You need to. You need to break. You have a, a very a, a tough exterior. Tough exterior. Mm-hmm. I need to break it down. Okay. Verbally. Uh, no, and physically. <laughs> no, Why? Because I don't want you to physically break me down. <laughs> Steve and Wayne. Hi, Steve. Steve? Hello? Go ahead, Steve. You're Hello. on 9870 SPN. Hello. How you doing, guys? I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. All right, listen. I love, I love what the Knicks are doing, man. I think they're doing excellent. We don't need to make a trade. And if we're going to make a trade, let's not mess with that starting five. Okay? Leave those guys alone. They're playing great. No need to try to broke what is it? No, no need to try to fix what isn't broken. If you want to trade for someone to try to bolster the bench, I get that. Bruce Brown, okay, I'll do that. This is where the Knicks have failed, and just hear me out, and then I'm going to go. We have not gotten the draft right, and I understand we traded away some guys that we drafted that we thought could be superstars and that we thought could carry the team. We traded away; those trades have worked out, so I agree with that. But what sets us apart from all the other top tier teams is they've drafted their guy, Minnesota, Denver. Boston, uh, Milwaukee, uh, Philly, uh, OKC, they've drafted their superstar to carry them for the next 10, 12 years, 15 years. We have not done that. Well, 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 listen, I understand, I understand what you're saying as far as the draft needs to be better, and I agree with you. And it would be great if they were hitting home runs via the draft, but why does it matter if it's Jalen Brunson or, or Halliburton at this point? Well, they got to prove it. they got to prove well, they, but, it, and but hopefully they do it this year. But they're they're a terrific basketball team. So you're right. They're not they're not like homegrown. But but so what? But also OG Ananobi was acquired by by trading two homegrown guys, right? So isn't that kind of a, a homegrown guy? Then ipso facto, you're right, guys. But come on, let's be honest. In a seven game series, we beat Boston. 
In a seven-game series, we beat Milwaukee. But is, that, but is that because you don't have homegrown guys, or is that just because you're not as good as those teams? That's, that's because we don't we don't have a superstar. Trading superstars, the league caters to the stars. So stars, when stars say, hey, "I want to leave," or you do this, this, and this, the team is going to do it to keep their stars. So it's going to be almost extremely difficult or really hard to to trade for a superstar. Teams are not letting those guys go so unless the guy wants. No, you, but you just you just said you talked out of both sides of your mouth. Is the superstars get what the superstars want? The league caters to the superstars. Well, I mean, the whole point is is that if at any at any point this off season there's a superstar that decides I don't like it here, I want to be on the New York Knicks. You don't think the Knicks are attractive now? Yeah, of course they're attractive now. And here's the best part: you got a star in Jalen Brunson that you don't have to deal with that garbage. You don't. Phenomenal player. And I don't. I, I mean. I know that they're, well, Aaron Judge is homegrown and Pete Alonso is homegrown. It'll be the best Met in the history. Yeah, in a perfect world, would I like that? I'd love it. I want to win. And if it means that I have to sign free agents or make trades, I don't care. I don't care. No, draft picks are assets, man. I mean, if you, if you, you know, fortunate enough to make the right picks and they blossom into, you develop them right way and they blossom into superstars, great. And we've had plenty of opportunities that we've missed out on by making the and, wrong and, pick. And not making the right pick is upsetting. But I, I don't know how you could call today and, and have really any negativity about, well, this is not a homegrown team. Who cares how they're built? I don't care. I mean, but again, I mean, it's you have to make the right decisions. You have to make smart decisions. You have to develop players the right way. And I think they're doing a really good job of that. And then if there comes a time where you can you know upgrade what you have by trading some of those homegrown players that just haven't you know, maybe reached their potential. Is Porzingis homegrown for Boston? No. You think they care? No, I think he's talking about Tatum. And Brown more than anything. All right, and Porzingis. I mean, and uh, and and Giannis is is homegrown, and Embiid is homegrown. But yeah, those guys are awesome. I'm not denying that, but I don't care. I don't care how. No, I, get I don't them. care either. But I mean, again, it's listen. They're lottery tickets. Draft picks are lottery tickets. Right. It's 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 hope. And you've had horrendous misses. Right. I'm not I'm not defending the misses you've had. I just don't. This guy's whole point was well, you don't have homegrown guys. Who cares if they're homegrown or not? No, if Jalen Brunson turns himself into a superstar, Look what I don't he is care now. that we drafted him. I don't care. I don't know if he's superstar or on the verge of superstar or whatever. But the guy is amazing. I have zero issue with him not being drafted by the Knicks. No, oh, he's clearly None. an all star. He's great. Clearly an all star. He is great. And Let's, the level of consistency now you're seeing from him is it's every it's night. every night. Like he doesn't score thirty. You're like what what happened here? It's every night. He had eight in the first half and ended up with 29. He's as good a guard at getting into the lane and making you know, like like tough shots look easy as anybody I maybe have ever seen. Just getting to his spots. Oh, he's so talented. Uh, let's go to our buddy, and I'm glad that now he's becoming a regular caller again, Yovan Israel. Good morning, Yov. How you doing, pal? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Rick. How is my guys doing? We're hanging in. Listen, we're very pleased with the way the Knicks are handling things right now. I'll tell you that. Oh, yes. It's been a long time coming, Dave. I mean, I've been a Knicks fan for my entire life, and it's been mostly suffering. So it's kind of nice to have a great team that you're excited to watch and excited every night to watch them play. And excited for the future. And about the future, I want to ask both of you guys a question. We talked about the guy, the, Knicks, the move the Knicks need to make to get it to the next level, to the Boston and Milwaukee level. A player that was thrown out there, and I think it would be a great fit, and I think we can either bring him this, this great, great deadline or, or the, at the offseason, it's Mikael Bridges. And I think he will take us to the next level. And I wonder, you guys, what do you think about him? I love Mikael Bridges. We talked about this yesterday. I love him. Would would that suffice as the big move for you? That like the finishing move? I think it would have to. Just so, I mean, what you'd have to give up to get him, right? But I'm so, like, is that enough? Brunson, Randall, Divincenzo, Hart, OG, Bridges. Is that a championship team? Because there's no, you know, maybe you trade That's Robinson a great for something. Team. It's a great, Ooh. an elite, maybe the best defensive team in the NBA. Wow. I mean that that starting five. But does that team beat? Milwaukee and Boston and go to the NBA Finals. I think you got a real chance. Okay. Then there's your answer. You do, but I mean, you also have to recognize like it's easy to call in and make these trade proposals. I mean, it's you're at the mercy of of the superstar player not liking his current situation. So do you hold on for Like I heard yesterday, I heard yesterday that one of the reasons why the the Nets would hold on to would hold on to Mikael Bridges is because they they think there's a chance they could get Donovan Mitchell. And they would pair because that doesn't feel like Mitchell fits here anymore. Right, he wants to play in New York, play for the Nets. Pair him, uh, you pair him with Mikael Bridges, and now, now you they got have, a, a they have hell something. of a one-two duo. So, um, email from Greg McMurray. 
Dave, your tales are awful and boring. We want more, RJ. Wow. RJ, you want to do like a, a story time kind of thing every day? People people love you. RJ, how about, let's? can we try it one time, please? Dave and I take off. You guys host the show. I one time. They, I, don't, I don't think it's up to them. They wouldn't what? let them. Why? I don't think they'd let them. Because we stink. No, you don't stink. How about people, well, there's an appetite for it. How about when, uh, when one of the two of us is off, it's just kind of like Rick and you guys, or me and you guys. It's just a round table. Do you feel that's putting Rick in a... In a place to succeed? No. No, you'd have um, to drive. You'd have to drive, RJ. Honestly, I think I think Rick could do it. I think he could do it as well. I just don't think he has the interest level. There's a lot of things that Rick could do that he chooses not to do. So you need a, a hand holder? No, no. I just think for me to reach my, my ceiling. An adult in the room. No, an adult. I can call it whatever you want to call it. I don't think Dave's necessarily the definition of an adult, but Thanks. he drives the hell out of a radio show. Appreciate I, that. I need to be free. So you need to just just come in with your points I can't and not be, worry I can't about Superbox Bonanza and all that kind right. of stuff. Level of freedom that I need. RJ, to do you think you could drive? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I agree that Rick is best off the ball. Right. Like he doesn't want Tibbs in his ears. He's bringing the ball up the floor about the play. Because then like, Magic Johnson dies. I mean, he'll like veer off and like walk into the stands. Like he just needs to be free and out there. And, and roaming, like running around the three-point line. Like Steph Curry. I'm like the Nikita Kucherov. Right, you're, a, you're the sniper. There's a system. I don't necessarily have to be a part of the system. Right. But you need someone to facilitate. Right. And look what you get. What's he got? Like 70 points already? Yeah. He's in the MVP conversation Scores right there. a lot. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Demi Moore starred in St. Elmo's Fire. This man comes back with St. Elmo's Fire. Is there any accuracy in my response there? You know, I think maybe subconsciously I was there because I wasn't overly thinking about it. But you, I mean, you've never, ever, ever played St. Elmo's Fire. Fire. Have I not? I could completely understand if you didn't recognize that that was Demi Moore, though. In fairness to you. <laughs> it didn't look much like no, Demi Moore. No, it did not. Listen, it, that, the 80s was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, so there's a story that has just come across our path. And it's it's a long story, and there's a lot of really disturbing quotes in it. Um, Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic. And the uh, kind of the, the title, I, I don't know, title or whatever you say, the top caption, Aaron Rodgers, Robert Sala, and how the Jets season fell apart. Something has to change. So I guess the two of them spoke with 30. They asked, they talked to, they wanted to talk to the Jets. Jets would not speak to them about this. They talked to 30 people. Well, this is not a flattering article. Well, I understand, but you would think that the Jets might want to respond to some of these really kind of outlandish quotes from. Um, 30 people were interviewed, GMs, coaches, scouts, all around of the NFL. We're just kind of getting to it, but there was one that you said as we're at break, which was really damning, right? About Well, there's a bunch. I well, mean, the one you said about jo- Joe Douglas, that, well, that Joe the, Douglas the is one, not the GM. The assistant GM. No, he's he, the assistant GM. That he's the assistant GM, and Aaron Rodgers is the GM in no, this no, team. No, no, it said, he, the, the quote was, Aaron Rodgers isn't the assistant GM, Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. Meaning that Aaron Rodgers is in fact the GM, correct, and making all of these decisions. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, I mean that's a. I mean we we've said that we've joked at that, and I've said it, and and I think Michael's been strong with that as well. But to to hear it from that's from a GM in the AFC, you said right. That's who said that. That's an AFC. Yeah, that that's is an, an AFC. AFC G- so yep. this is this is not Dave Rothenberg sports talk shows or Michael K afternoon drive on ninety eight seven. This is someone that you probably think is is well qualified to be a GM in this league. That's t- I mean that's a terrible thing to say about the Jets organization. One Jets coach said, it's just a bleeping mess. Something has to change. And guess what? It's, nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. No. E- except Rodgers will be healthy. You will hope. be healthy. Right. So that, But that's a, that's a pretty big change, no? Uh, it should be, yeah. But again, he's, I mean, he's 
40 years old coming off a ruptured Achilles with a really bad offensive line. I, I completely they understand that, but what, what, what choice do you have? Like, you what, choice. What, what, is the, what, what, what could you possibly do if, in fact, you're the Jets here? Punt on Aaron Rodgers? No, I think, I mean, you've made your bed with this year. I mean, you're so, you've gone, I mean, so deep with this that you have to see it through. You have to give it a year to see what it looks like. And if it doesn't work, then you can move on. You know, and you'd feel better if it was like they spoke to three people. They spoke to 30. And it's not like there's any... Yeah, but it's kind of just reaffirming what you thought anyway. I, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But when I see this from like AFC GMs and scouts and coaches, it, it makes oh, we it all look saw worse. It. I get it. You saw it, but you were uncertain what did you how, feel like? how okay, bad it was. On. So I know they reached out. So you read some of this article. They reached out to, to, to veteran quarterbacks, but ended up going with Zach Wilson. What did it feel like after after not even at the deadline? Like you saw some of Zach Wilson, you know, the whole you know drive against Kansas City was supposed to be okay. That's when the you know the light went on and he was going to be a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the defense is living the same movie that they lived last year. When you have a meeting in Hard Knocks talking about how we had a great defense and a crappy offense that was going to be fixed with Aaron Rodgers, and he's gone now. It's back to Zach Wilson, who he had already quit on the season before. What did we say? It felt like they what punted on the season. Absolutely. So in the article it says the injury to Rodgers forced the Jets to recalibrate their expectations. The goal was no longer the playoffs; it was survival. And you didn't survive. Well, they did. Well, they didn't survive. Uh, no, their playoff the playoff aspirations didn't. The coaching staff did. Well, right, right. But but it kind of feels like the the coaching staff was going to survive no matter what. They had a, they it had was a almost like season, right? Well, I mean, did anyone think that Nathaniel Hackett was good after what you saw in Denver? No, everybody everybody everyone... coming into this thing thought that the only reason Nathaniel Hackett was was coming back as the head coach as the uh, offensive coordinator or or hired is because the the but, plan was to get Aaron Rodgers. This, this is a long article. There's a lot for it to, to get through. But I mean, did you read the stuff about like Hackett barely doing anything to to improve things once Rodgers went? We didn't down? know how. He he couldn't, but like no they, attention to detail. Not me. Not meeting with offensive assistants until the last minute before before game plans. Like that. Yeah, come but on, that's, do that's, something. This is minor do league something. stuff. Like this is embarrassing stuff. If this is accurate, I can't imagine that Diane and Zach are going to have things that are, are not accurate. I mean, to not meet with you, to not have a game plan, and that see the thing. Aaron is, was the game plan though. Okay, that okay. Was the game plan. He's but, not qual- but come on, you're not he's an not, idiot. Any good coach not loses qualified. a player and and changes there, adjusts on the fly. Correct. If you're capable of doing it. Zach Wilson wasn't supposed to play. The entire offense was geared around I, I, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I get it. I mean, they're quoting this like uh, it, that's what Aaron wants. It was a common refrain from Hackett that he told coaches what the uh, from Hackett as he told coaches what the plays he wanted to run during camp. Often Rodgers would hear Hackett's play call and want something else, so the entire offense would reset. That's great. That's great. So you would, you would throw in a play, Aaron would not want it, and now you would you would start from scratch and do the whole thing again. Yeah, uh, this, this is. In, I mean, this is a horrendous article. It's kind of what it felt like, though. When you I watched know, it. but to to actually see it and know that what we thought was happening was exactly what all the experts actually believe was happening too, I think makes it more damning. I yes, because now you're reading it. It's so like it, this is like you mentioned. It's thirty. It's thirty different people. It's an AFC general manager that kind of says exactly what you thought the entire time was. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers' team now. He's the one that's making decisions. And it leaves you a question. Listen, no question for me. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's very good. And then as far as how Robert Sala looks in this article, that's not very good either. Offensive players felt like Rodgers handpicked offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Failed to adjust after losing his quarterback and didn't put them in any position to succeed. The other thing, too, is... it just as I'm finishing the article. Like, Have you read this whole thing? Oh, because like, I'm a really... I got into Harvard. You're a voracious that. reader. I am. Um... So you know how you, the whole like you'll get it. I mean, you'll get to it at some point. The whole positive vibes only. Mm-hmm. I said behind closed doors, not the case. <laughs> vibes weren't always positive. He said when Sala would see negative reports about the Jets, mm. he would be upset that the Giants don't get nearly as much negative criticism. See, it's a, it's a, just a bad look. You should the Giants should be irrelevant to you. He was he was texting back Joe Beningo <laughs> defending himself. <laughs> no, I I understand. Look that. at what these other coaches. Look what their records are when they don't have their quarterback. Right, and you also do. But he you need should to realize defend yourself to Joe Beningo. You bring in Aaron Rodgers. First of all, the Giants were a playoff team the year prior and won a playoff game, so the pressure was down on the Giants, and the Giants got plenty of heat for having a horrendous season. Right, I mean the Giants got destroyed for having a horrendous season, but you can't be concerned about the Giants. You brought in Aaron Rodgers. You, everyone thought this team was going to go to enormous places this season, and you stunk. And they have articles, but with thirty people referencing how bad things actually were behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean this is this is the last thing that you want to 
you want to be reading right now just because I mean you're you're trying to talk yourself into feeling good about about this upcoming season, but this is not paint the the coaching staff in a no it's in it's, a it's it's good awful light. it's it's honestly it's like it's terrible and i I gotta be honest like Rodgers comes back and the defense is very good, but I mean, how do you feel remotely okay about this coaching staff that he's concerned about what kind of that that the that the Giants should get beaten up more than they are? So you know what else that tells you? The guys listening to to sports talk radio and looking at the newspapers, and I mean, you have to really do some digging to find out what the the takes are on the Giants. Yeah, well, some of that. I mean, even at the end of the season, all that stuff came out anyway, though. Right? I mean, there was a, there was a lot of dysfunction in that building that we didn't know about. I think all buildings have some level of of dysfunction, especially when you're losing, right? I mean, as you get so many people that are competitive that want to win, it's just how you choose to to deal with it. And even some of the, I mean, we'll get to more of the stuff, but like... Here's another one. Salah bemoaned his awful luck. Throughout his tenure, he's often wondered aloud if he was doomed to the same fate as Vic Fangio, a brilliant defensive coach cursed by misfortune at quarterback. Fangio was fired by the Broncos in 21 after three seasons. Um, Salah's Jets and his elite defense ranked number one in 2023 by PFF, but he's 18 and 33 in his three years as a coach. Yeah, and he was hoping at some point that he was, um, it says his focus was job turned security. To job security. Yeah. Job security seemed to be Salah's primary concern. He wished Johnson or Rogers would publicly endorse him for 2024. That's not good. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Another dominant performance for the Knicks, and they win it tonight here on the Garden Floor. You got no Mitchell Robinson. You got, you got no, no Julius Randle. No you OG. have no OG. And you're still rolling along? DiVincenzo will try a three. He's got another one. Oh, Dante DiVincenzo has 33. They're not only beating teams. They have 10 wins this month by 50 or more points. They're bludgeoning teams. They come to work every single night. When healthy, are the Knicks at that upper echelon in the Eastern Conference? This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Are they at the Boston-Milwaukee level? On 98.7 ESPN. DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. Big 9 o'clock hour. This uh, this jet story, I'm, I'm just, you know, the truth is we got it on the fly here, right? What a description, though, by one of the Jets coach coaches. This is a bleeping mess. Right. Right. It's, it's It looks bad for everything within the organization. It looks bad for Woody. looks bad for Douglas. looks bad for Sala. looks bad for, I mean, there's nobody that looks good with this article put out by The Athletic, which is, I, I obviously we're going to do a lot of Knicks in the 9 o'clock hour, but we have to get some calls and and discuss what's going on here with the Jets. Um, it, 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 you know, this article and reading it also, it, it, it doesn't make Sal look very good. It no. makes him look very kind of petty and anything that goes on. He hears the noise and he reacts Insecure. very quick. Well, puts on a brave face to the outside and inside the locker room, you know, is very bothered what by What did I say to you though, the first time that we got a chance to talk to him? As Go soon ahead. as we were done talking, talking with him, and it was like a lot of coach speak, it was a lot of cliche, and I was like, ugh, this seems kind of phony to me. Well... It does look like it. And it it. better not be phony because guys will sniff that out immediately. Uh, In the days after they lost this game on on Black Friday to the Dolphins, um, Salah started to do his own research. Which is what he texted to Joe Beningo. Right. How teams led by the NFL's best coaches perform. First of all, NFL's best coaches. I don't know how he's involved in that conversation. But um, perform when playing without their star quarterback. Well, you know, Colin, you know, we asked him. Remember before the interview with this this. Training camp. Right. I said to him, I said, why would you take those guys golfing? I like to golf. Right. And he's like, well, I just wanted to get to know them. I was like, no, that's not why you took them golfing. You took them you golfing. You want to quiet it. Right. Because mm-hmm. those the people that you took golfing were the ones that were the most negative towards you. The loudest. Right. Um. So we found that Belichick McCarthy, John Harbaugh, Zach Taylor, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay all had losing records in, in situations where they didn't have their starting quarterback. And Mike Tomlin was the lone exception. That became Salah's battle cry as the Jets' losses piled up and criticism mounted. Quote, what do you expect? We lost Aaron Rodgers. That's what he would say to everybody he came in contact with. You know what the scariest part of this entire article is? It's 
it's kind of almost how I thought it was going. To a T. Seriously. Like, to a, almost to a T. Like, the whole, like, the support of Zach, but behind closed doors, he was pretty much, like, he would blame, like, he, it would be a miracle if we had eight wins with Zach Wilson as our quarterback. Right. Behind closed doors, that's what he's saying. Right. Also says that, that you know, because we were led to believe that this Wilson-Rodgers dynamic was they were in touch and they were talking. Apparently, they bar- Wilson barely heard from Aaron Rodgers after he after got hurt. After he heard himself. Right. Well, it sounds like, and again, this this is an article, so some of this could be true, a lot of this could be true, some of it, whatever. But it, it sounds like that the relationship between Zach and Aaron started to sour a little bit. Okay. But you know what? He's done. So that's at least something you can move past. You're going to trade him. You'll never have to deal with him again. Well, because, I mean, there's just of all, like, <laughs> Robert Sala's not stupid, right? Like, I mean, it's just they, they went above and beyond to try to get Aaron Rodgers. This whole thing was going to work because of Aaron Rodgers. Right. He was going to cover and up all the Aaron Rodgers. And guys felt like, hey, okay, enough of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Right? I mean, yeah, we, we know you love him. Right. We know how much we need him. Like, so let's focus on what we have now with this team and try to make it work. And they, they didn't make it work, especially offensively. And some of the other stuff, too, um, with Zach saying, hey, you told me I'm done. I'm not playing. And well, you're going to trade me. They didn't handle that well. Well, no, because then all of a sudden he's like, whoa, whoa, I was wrong. You're going to practice. You might play. And apparently Zach was like, no, I'm good. I'm not going to play behind a makeshift line. And what did I tell you? Because all of a sudden his his attitude changed. What did Salah do? Asked Aaron to talk to him. Right. Changed his mind. Of course. And he, and he played. He ended up playing. Yeah, I guess the concussion and missed the rest of the the rest of the season. But um, and remember when Rodgers went on McAfee and said we we got yeah. a you know winning culture and we got to find out who's leaking information. That did not sit well with Salah either. Apparently that sent him into a quote tailspin. The coach then held a meeting with his staff two days later where he asked the leaker to reveal himself. Leave that alone, please. Um, Don't worry, you won't get in trouble if you tell right. me right now. Quote, if you come forward now, you won't get in trouble, he told them while threatening to take their cell phones. Staffers were bemused by Salah's obsession with the Wilson story and his reaction to it. It does not sound like things are going swimmingly in Florham Park. No, it doesn't. It does not. And you had an opportunity now with the coaches that are available to to upgrade, and you decided not to. And part of that was because Aaron is is happy with his situation. He's got the offensive coordinator that he wants. He's got the the power that he never had in Green Bay. He's got Joe Douglas's ear. I mean, Salah pretty much is. I mean, his whole job rests on whether or not Aaron Rodgers is good at quarterback. So he runs his show too. So why would you want to change that? I can understand why Aaron wouldn't want to change it. Of course. Why would Aaron want to change anything? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, like like a GM said in this story in the AFC, Aaron Rodgers is the GM of the Jets. Joe Douglas is the assistant GM of the Jets. Right, he got exactly what he wanted. He runs everything. This yep. is this these they are the New York Aaron Rodgers is what they are. Yeah, and I think you're, I mean that sometimes that can create resentment, especially when you get hurt and you're not playing and the team's not winning. That happened in our locker room. For me, I'm not going to lie. That happened right. in our locker room. With uh, I had such a close relationship with Charles that there was there were players on the team that resented it. I would go to battle for them for whatever it was, mm-hmm. if it was contracts or whatever it was. I would do whatever it would take to try to, you know, make everyone happy. But I mean, it's it's a weird dynamic, especially when you, you're you're having a hard time of trying to figure out who the hell's in charge. I, I will say this: as concerning as, and I think there's a really damning article. As concerning as it is, your defense is really good, and your your rest your your hope still rests on Aaron Rodgers. Like if Aaron Rodgers comes back it. and he's good, but I think every Jets fan would ask themselves: could it be better? Are we giving uh, the same question? Absolutely. The same question you asked Raymond. I mean, it, yes, absolutely. And the answer to the question be is yes. Yes, there are there are coaches available now that would that would answer all of these questions. So when you get to a spot where you know you're in the playoffs and you're trying to get to the AFC Championship game or whatever it is, and you know as Jets fans are sitting there watching our you know our team get out coached, we'll understand why. Because Robert Sala is not a great coach. I think that's fair. So, I mean, you want Robert Sala or Andy Reid? Andy Reid, Robert Sala. Co- I mean, I mean, you're you're going to be going up against having to beat these Stefanski, teams. Harbaugh, you and name. every coach you look at, you're like that team has a huge advantage. Their coach is just better than our coach. Well, we went through the list. The only coaches that we had any questions to were the ones that haven't coached yet. That's it. Right. The ones that just got hired, and then Antonio Pierce, just because we saw a small sample size of it. Right. Other than that, you That's take every, every other coach in the league. I, I don't know. And I, if you're I trying to get where you're going to make this successful. You have a, you have a, you had the well you had you don't know what you had the opportunity to to fix that problem. 
But you didn't. Well, you punted on it. Let's go to some of the calls. We'll get back to the Knicks as well. Stuff you missed all of it on 9870 ESPN. Subi in Midtown. Hey, Subi. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush. You know, Robert Sala is a defensive coach, and what we're seeing in the Super Bowl is two offensive powerhouses. So, you know, Ben Johnson's available for the Lions next year, and I think that's not a bad move. You see what happens in the first four of the games of the season. Then, you know, Aaron Rodgers is running the offense anyway. You can get rid of Sala within the first four or eight games if they're not playing well. And then you can start a new regime change with Ben Johnson and his staff over at the Lions because this is all it's all about. What's the Lions are uh, what's how the 49ers have But ben, okay, so let's think yeah, about but you this, also but Subi. Subi, you also haven't solved the biggest problem and the person that has the uh, the ability to to fix this, who knows exactly what's going on, has been a part of it and doesn't fix it. And that's Woody Johnson. It starts with him. Well, he's complacent in a lot of ways. Well, I'm complacent. Yeah, I I guess you can call it complacent or just uh, or <laughs> ignorant to to what actually is going on but I mean like I, I don't care like if you see this happening you're a part of this and you watch him how your coach is acting how the players are responding to him like the excuses and everything else and you have Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel and Pete Carroll all these coaches available what are we doing it, it, it it's really it, it's amazing that they would not think about making the change now you say well we want Ben Johnson so are the Jets going to be a better landing spot than Washington was Washington is a new owner they're going to throw money at him. They have the second pick in the draft. He could groom any quarterback he wanted outside of probably Caleb Williams. And he said, you know what? I'll stay with Detroit. So now Ben Johnson next year is going to up and leave no. for the Jets job? No, no. The, 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 come on. I mean, I'm a Jets fan and I commit it. Working for the Jets is not an attractive job to most really qualified right. candidates. It's not. Now, of course. What, what would be attractive about it? You have a nice defense and you have the potential of having a good quarterback who hasn't played in a long time Well, just now. think about the reason why Aaron Rodgers decided he wanted to be a Jet. He wanted out of Green Bay. No, not out of Green Bay. It's because he could take full control of the organization. Well, right. How many places could he go and he's going to be like, he'll walk in the door and be like, me, me, from ownership all I can't the way think down. of another one. Ownership all the way down. Hey, listen, whatever you... Whatever, because we, cause we they're have desperate. No, we have no clue what we're doing. Because desperate times call for desperate measures. You're a team that can't get out of their own way. You have an all-time great quarterback that a, you can get. Imagine being in practice, though. Like just, I think the assumption. Well, listen for me. The assumption was when I got to the to the NHL that you're going to be coached by the best. Everyone knows what the hell they're talking about, and then you you quickly realize that it's like this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. This right. guy's not the best. But can you imagine like just being in a season where you're expected to win the Super Bowl, and and this guy and you watched what you saw in Denver, but you're just thinking, okay, Aaron won back to back MVPs with Nathaniel Hackett. There's got to be something to the whole like he's a good offensive coordinator, and then you're in practice. And you keep hearing, well, this is what Aaron wants. And he calls in a play and he's like, no, no, no sorry. No, 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 that's not what I want. Stop it. Aaron doesn't want Shut this Shut it play. down. This is not what Aaron wants. <laughs> Aaron doesn't want this well, play. How, how about the, the whole McAfee thing? Sala goes into the, the coaches meeting and is like, you won't get in trouble if you just, you know, sure you won't. Just tell me who it is. Just tell me who I it is. I promise. Right. I promise. Right. Because nothing changes. <laughs> it was me. You're out. But you just said, <laughs> You're I <out>. lied. <laughs> I'm going to take all your cell phones. Right. And if you don't I'm tell gonna me, do I'm going to steal your cell phone. Very high schoolish, isn't can it? You, Matt, dude, he's getting paid how much money? Could you imagine, honestly, in your wildest dreams, and maybe we're just different than like going through the research of all these coaches and how bad they are without <laughs> their starting quarterbacks, and then texting them to Joe Beningo? No, like trying to defend yourself. No, like he's going to be your mouthpiece now. Mm-hmm. Guys, guess what? These are what these other coaches' records. Where'd you get that? <laughs> Coach Salas sent them to me. <laughs> that was not a well executed play. What do you what do you hear all the time? Like coaches are they're sleeping on couches and they can't go home and he's got a lot of children and he can't see the children. He can't do this and he can't do that and he's just so busy. Yet he has time to do research well, even, on how these other coaches are doing well, without their quarterbacks. Right, but forget that though. Like why spend like why spend the extra time trying to research and feel bad about yourself and like try to prove to people it's not my fault. It's that we don't have a quarterback instead of like find ways to fix this thing. Let's try to make it work. I don't, I don't know that it was or fixable, Or why roll with Zach Wilson? If your head coach is telling you behind closed doors, it would be... Eight wins. It would be a miracle if we had eight wins. Well, what's going on with the offense? Zach Wilson stinks. And we're going to roll with Zach Wilson? Well, what choice did you have? Once you decided we're well, not going gonna... to... How functional is your franchise? His opinion didn't just change. They benched him last year. They, they knew he wasn't. What would you bring him back for? He wasn't supposed to play. <laughs> but once you knew he was going to play, you said well, you stood pat. I mean, quarterbacks are flying all over the place. But how Flacco dysfunctional is that, though? Well, that's the Jets. Hey, coach, what do you think of the quarterback? Fellas, it'd be a miracle if we won eight games. Right. How, how are you going to start a quarterback? Him. How come, you're, how come you're last in every category? Him. 
Anything else? No, him. He stinks. Right. We'll roll with him. Yeah. Run, let's, let's run it back. Let's, let's go with him. Uh, Bill and Union. Oh. Hey, Bill. You're on 98. This is Chad Pennington's fault. I'm telling you right well, now. How's it? Because he, he got him. you to be. Yes. See? Had you known this me, had fault. you known me, you'd be a Giants fan. Hi, Bill. Good morning, gentlemen. So, I am seeing a lot of similarities to the Brooklyn Nets when they brought in Katie and Kyrie, where they're handpicking the coach. They are bringing in players who are not very good, but they're friends of Katie and Kyrie. And this is the circus that is associated with Aaron Rodgers. What's going to happen when he has influence over a draft pick? Um, I think we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I think we all understand who they're, you know, who they're targeting or the position that they're targeting. I mean, but uh, what draft pick is he going to want that they're not like? No, they're if he wants an offensive lineman, you take an they're offensive say, lineman. I would be that's... more concerned about the free agency. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if they line up his buddies again? Well, the one buddy that you'd want is Devontae Adams. Yeah, but he's not a free agent. No, I understand. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm more concerned about that than I would be. Not concerned about the draft as much. Aaron's not really breaking down, you know, tackle videos. You would also assume that Aaron and Joe Douglas are on the same page. We need an offensive lineman. He's not going to tell him, well, I want the kid from Penn State over the kid from Notre Dame. I wouldn't think. I got to tell you, I actually hope that Joe Douglas was not on the same page as Aaron with some of the decisions that they made. (laughs) Did you? Uh, I think it's. I want Billy yesterday. Turner. Uh, I don't think Billy Turner's good. No, I want Billy. Okay, Get me whatever. Billy Turner. All right, you can have Billy Turner. That I think Rich had this. They love the offensive lineman from uh, Oregon State. Did you see that? I saw that. And it sounds like they're going to target. We talked about this yesterday. What they're going to do with AVT? It sounds like they're going to go two tackles. So I guess that would mean AVT goes back to right guard. So they would put him at guard and try to get two new tackles. A draft one and sign one. That's tough, man. It's and, to and, and you're, you're going to put a rookie tackle at, at on the left side because you're not going to sign a, a left oh, what's tackle. Your choice. Three. It just gets me anxious. I mean, Jonah Williams is a right tackle, right? I mean, there are guys I available. Think, it's just it's hard. The kid from the Patriots is is he a right tackle? Who Brown? No, or the other one. Oh, I forget his oh, name. Oh, when you? Yeah, yeah. He's a right tackle. I believe. He's I mean, a right Tyron tackle. Smith is a left tackle, but I can't imagine he's going to leave the Cowboys. If the money's right. So you just kind of won your deal. I just get concerned with him injury wise. Well, he's I don't hurt. think money's going to be a factor there. When he's healthy, he's a, a dude. That's like when you see. Have you ever seen him in person? No. <sighs> Raymond, have you seen him in person? He's a specimen. Holy dude, he looks like he's from a different planet. He's been around forever. Twenty ten. Well, they were smart. They locked him up immediately. They locked him up immediately, and they drafted him when he's like twenty years old. So it feels like he's forty. He's only thirty three. It's a raised point. They do a really good job there. Nobody's ever said they don't, they do. which makes their losing even more frustrating, I would imagine, because they are buttoned up with certain things, and then other things they just they can't compete. Well, it's all the extra stuff that that comes with Jerry. It's so good. It is what it is. I know. Well, it's also, too, I mean, you get, that, you don't want to call it a country club, but I'm telling you, like, I watched the one video of those guys, like, they had, like, the behind-the-scenes thing. Like, they're coming off the practice field, and there's, like, I don't know how there's many- that video camera? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but about. not even the video camera, but there's, like, I don't know how many people that work for the Cowboys, like, they get treated like- you don't have to well, lift well, a finger. Yeah, it's country like club. Country like club's not. Your, oh, give, oh, take your helmet, your dirty mm-hmm. jersey. Like it's you to do nothing. Oh, country really? club is not the right word. It's like you're treated like you've accomplished something. Like the just Prince by of Zamunda. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like oh yeah, yes. the royal yeah yes. We'll wash you. It's unbelievable. I was like, I couldn't imagine being treated which, like this. Which is again, it, I was th- taking cold are, tubs and trash cans. Th- those are all. <laughs> those are all great things if you're winning. If, right, if you're if not you've, winning, right, if you've earned those things because you won, those are great. But they're things that you tend but, to but take because, but because the Cowboys are an institution, they are Dallas basically. Like they're they're treated like conquering heroes. I'll even tell you what, they haven't conquered a damn thing. I'm not even joking, and I say this to every I say this to every kid that gets upset that they go down to the minors. They all everyone needs it. You need it, like taking the buses, staying at bad hotels. Right, you don't because you take for granted. Like if you just start in the NHL, you take for granted. All the nice stuff that you get, I think it's I think it's very accurate. Like we, you go down and you're taking 14 hour bus rides, playing three games in three nights. You're staying at places where you don't want to take your clothes off. You appreciate up. when you get called up to the big club. It's like wow, I made it, and it's it changed. Like it's, a, uh, you're right. You see a different mentality from you're, those. You're guys. right. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. I'm sure you're not in a great mood with this article. Good morning, Ira. Hey, good morning. You know what's unbelievable? We're in the week to the week prior to the Super Bowl, and I got to get aggravated going into next season. It's just unbelievable. And you know what the sad part about it is? And believe me, I don't like talking like this. It's such a mess. It's such dysfunction over there right now. Um, and like I said, I compared it to the coach ideas 
um, a couple of weeks ago. And very much until they proved me wrong, and I want to be wrong, it's just it, it, I just can't believe that between the Sala, Rogers, and Joe Douglas triangle, that this organization is not going to get this thing right. It, it just I, I want to see them turn this around, but I don't believe it's going to happen. I, I they have to prove it to me. It, it's so many things with Sala and and Rogers and and that, and now you got the draft coming up. I I, I almost don't trust any decision they're going to possibly make. Well, the only thing you'll say. And I appreciate the phone call, Aaron. I know this is certainly a tough day, is that they've had real success in the draft. They have. Like, if, as much as you want to give Joe Douglas a hard time, he I mean, Sauce is amazing. Vera Tucker's really good. Garrett Wilson is a stud. So you can, you can, and you say, well, those are high picks. You know what? I don't know Evan if I... Evan Neal's not that guy. No, I understand that. But I don't know if I look now back at the whole... Now, he might be good in year two, but, I mean, did we need Will McDonald? No. So... No. No, he could surprise everybody. And you're probably going to lose Bryce Hoff because of it. Well, I mean, I think that was part of the reason why you you drafted him, just with how they run their defense, the fact that you're going to end up losing guys. I mean, Carl Lawson's going to be gone, so you're going to lose guys. He's going to have a bigger role. You saw what Jermaine Johnson turned himself into, so there's a chance that, I mean, hopefully he can do the same thing. I'd hate to lose Bryce Huff, but, I mean, the real question is, I mean, because we've said it the entire time, what, what, what frustrates me is, is that reading this doesn't surprise me at all. This is almost how I sucks, am, but it's almost how I we, when we talk about when we talked about how I imagined it was going. Mm-hmm. This this almost to a T explains how things went behind closed doors with the Jets, like up to the point where it's like, hey, why is Zach playing now? It's like I bet they made they made Rod, Rogers talk right, about. right. I mean, which is so amateurish. He doesn't want to play. Then he goes into the office. They don't want to play him. You're done as a Jet. We'll trade you. Now Aaron gets involved, convinces well, no, now, him to play. Well, no, it was because what you told him initially, now you reversed. Right. Now it's like, no, we're going to have you practice because you might play. And he's like, well, you just told me I was done. Well, it's amateurish is what it is. It's, well, it's embarrassing. Well, how about getting in, in, front, in a room full of grown men as the leaders, the CEO, and telling them, hey, guys, just tell me who the leak was. That's pathetic. And you won't... Come on, it's man. pathetic. Stop. Could you... Could you, uh, and, could you and, imagine if you're playing in that locker room and you find out, like, first of all, he's texting... Former like uh, radio hosts, right? With like a, a explanation as to why his coaching and doing, re- doing research on it. Like this is what we're doing right now, coach. We have a game coming up in three days, and you're researching how how the elite coaches did with the elite quarterbacks not being able to play. Guys, what can I what can I tell you, fellas? Look at these coaches. Even, outside, e- outside of Tomlin, I can't win. Look at Belichick. Outside record. of Tomlin, what do you and want? And he's so concerned he's going to be the next Vic, Vic Fangio. Like worry about what's happening in the moment, not what's going to happen in the future. And now you're back. I will tell you this though. The Jets have a bad season. This is a terrible thing to say, but I got to be honest with you. He'll never be a head coach no. again in this league. No, no, this is not one of the ones where you go from getting fired to all of a sudden you're a head coach again. No, this is it. He 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 fails now. He'll never be a head coach again in this league. Defensive mind. No, this is he gets fired. He'll end up on the defensive coordinator for Kyle Shanahan again. Probably. And and he's he's great at that role. And I'll also say this: some guys are not built to be head coaches. Some guys Wade, are not. Wade Wilson man. was not. No. Nope. Like like they're terrific defensive minds or offensive minds, and they're just not built to be head coaches. Norv Turner was not a very good head coach. You said Wade Phillips, right? Yeah, you said Wade Wilson, the former you said quarterback. Wade Wilson, but it's fine. I meant Wade Phillips. That's fine. You know what I meant? Listen, I got you, a, I got, up. you got a lot going. I got a lot going on. There's a list of hosts that couldn't do what you did. We'll research it, and I'll let we'll let people know. That's right, RJ. Uh, we, we've taken some of your time away. I apologize. This is a big story, though. You've covered it the way it should be. You've done a great job. Both Thank, Let me ask you a question, though, RJ. Does any of this surprise you at all? all? Honestly, with how this, how the whole season went, all the conversations that we've had, does any of this really surprise you? No. It's almost like just reaffirming what you thought anyway. Yeah. I don't think you're surprised. I just think you're like, ugh, it's true. Well, when you read, yeah, like when you when it's, it's on the it's, piece of paper and you read like, right. It's kind of like the unknown. Well, maybe it's not this bad. Right. And then you read it. Because you didn't know. And now you know. And now it's It's disgusting. like seeing the video. I wonder how bad it was. Well, that's that's, that's how bad, how bad now, it was. Now it kind of like really emphasizes, re-emphasizes what you what you thought it probably was. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from six to ten a.m. on ninety-eight point seven ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play ninety-eight point seven ESPN.